Hey everyone, welcome back. This is Human Architects, where your development is yours and no one else's. I'm Harlem, your host, and this is episode nine. you guys are coming back consistently and sharing with your friends this podcast because I have awesome news. So the podcast has been downloaded uh, in 124 countries. My top listeners exist in the UK, Canada, France, India, Australia, Korea, the Netherlands, Pakistan, Mexico, and the US. So shout out to you guys. I love all of your countries. I've been to all of them except for Pakistan, but don't worry, Pakistan. One day I'm coming because you have this dessert that's shaped like a ball that I really, really want to have that's homemade. So I'm coming eventually to Pakistan. In terms of top cities, my podcast has been, um, or our podcast has been downloaded in 468 cities, which is amazing. The top cities are Chicago, so shout out to Chi-Town, San Francisco, the place I one day hope to live, San Jose, Mountain View, so California, you guys are rocking it up, Um, Lanham, Maryland, which I've never been to, and Sofia, Bulgaria. So I want to thank all of you guys in in Chi-Town in California and Maryland and in Bulgaria and in all the other 468 cities for downloading my podcast because it's really inspirational and I hope that whatever it is that I share adds value in your life and if it does please share with your friends check out the blog check out the Facebook group because I post tips and ideas all the time so let's get to it episode 9 so the title of episode 9 is frenemies and For most English speakers, or I guess for most Americans, uh, they know what a frenemy is. But because I have an audience now that's global, which is completely insane, I'm going to explain to you guys exactly what a frenemy is. But before I do that, I should tell you guys what else we'll discuss. So I'll define for you what a frenemy is. I will give you some examples from my own past of stories that I've gone through with people who are what I can call frenemies. And I will tell you how to spot them, and I will tell you why it's important that you understand when you have frenemies in your environment. And then finally, I will give you guys a challenge on how you can spot your frenemies. Oh yeah, of course, tips of the day. I have about three tips that I'd like to share with you guys. So without ado, let's get started. Okay, so let's define this idea of a frenemy. So first, what is a friend? A friend is a person that is awesome, that is in your life, that is unconditional, doesn't matter if you speak to them today, tomorrow, in 20 days, 20 years, this person is unconditionally in your life and stands for you no matter what's happening. They also are really honest with you if you're doing bad things or you're not doing well, they say it to you. They're there for the good times, the bad times, no judgment, just honest love and affection between one person and another that's not a relationship in terms of like intimacy, well, sexual relationship but in terms of your life this is a person that you can count on when you're down and will be there when you're happy 
an enemy, you know what an enemy is. You know your enemies. You can spot them in the crowd. They don't like you. You don't like them. It's clear. A frenemy, however, is a little bit different. They remind me of Smeagol in The Lord of the Rings. I don't know if you've ever seen that trilogy, but the whole time Smeagol is pretending to be a friend, but in the end, he's plotting to get his little uh, jewelry piece back. So a frenemy is exactly that. So I have 10 characteristics of a frenemy, and maybe your frenemies don't have all these characteristics, but you can be sure that they have some of them. Number one, it's clear, they pretend that they're your friend. They go to all your functions, they come to all your parties, they text you every day, they're in your face. So it's really hard for you to tell the difference between your frenemy and your friend. Two, they really believe they're a good friend. I mean, like if you ask them to describe what a good friend was, they would draw you a picture of themselves. That's me. Clearly, it's me. Harlem, what do you mean? I'm the perfect friend. Everyone can be just like me and they'll be the perfect friend. Number three, they speak poorly of you. So every time you tell them something and you ask them for advice, they give you advice that's either negative or or really advice that doesn't really help you. But the important thing is as soon as you leave, they tell everyone about your problems. You have no idea why everyone knows your problems, but they're smiling like me. Oh no, I'm the model friend. I do exactly what all friends should do. Number four, they make you feel bad. So like this doesn't often happen to me because I don't really depend on people to make me feel good. But you have some friends that have low self-esteem, they suffer from depression, they suffer from feeling that they're excluded by society, and you have these frenemies that take advantage of this and like make the person feel like they're a low-class citizen. So I can remember having a friend maybe a couple months ago, like we were walking and she was like, every time I'm with this other friend, she makes me feel like I'm garbage, or they make me feel like I, I don't fit in. This is a frenemy. Number five. They would and will sleep with your partner if you leave them alone. They've identified your boyfriend or your girlfriend. They think you don't deserve them. And if you gave them just a second chance, they would definitely do it. For example, I brought a girl one time to my college university to hang out. And we were really close. I left her one day with a guy that I was dating. And she proceeded to do a strip show, taking off her clothes for all the guys that were around. And then decided that she wanted to give him the lap dance. Clearly, the guy that I was with was a gentleman to me and said, ah, I don't think that's really a good idea. But this girl was a friend of me because if you asked her, she did everything that she should do to be my friend, quote unquote. Number six, they add up everything about you as a zero sum of you don't deserve it. Wow, Harlem got a new job. You don't deserve it. Oh, you're in such a loving relationship. You don't deserve it. Oh, you have such nice clothes. You don't deserve it. Oh, you've lost weight. You don't deserve it. And so everything that you do for them, you can see them almost grinding their teeth, you know. And I don't know if any of you ever know, know, knew anyone that had worms. But when you have worms in your body, you grind your teeth. And these people are like a ball full of worms. Number seven. <clears throat> they show up only when you have change. So... For example, the other day I decided to sell some stuff on Facebook, right? Because I'm always trying to, as I mentioned to you before in a podcast, I try to be zero waste. And most of my friends know this. So 
I'm selling stuff on Facebook and I get like 20 messages from people who never talk to me. Oh, are you moving? What's going on? I saw you selling some stuff. And I'm like, wait, I don't understand. We don't talk about anything else that I post, like whether that's on a travel vacation, whether that's the fact that my sister had a baby, whatever. But you're messaging me now to see if I'm moving. So what, you can add to the gossip? Mm, I don't think so. So those are the people who pop up only when they think there's news so that they can use your news to make them look better. Either in two ways. One, like, yes, my friend Harlem, she does blah, 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 blah. Or she did this and I can't believe she did this. I mean, she was so stupid. But whatever it is, they need your life to make them look good. Number eight, they lie. They never tell you a, sto a straight story. They never tell you a straight story. So I had a friend that we were using Tinder and I was like, well, I was using Tinder and I, I never said anything to her about it. But one day I think I had a conversation with her about it and she never mentioned she had ever been on Tinder. And I was like, okay. I spoke to another friend and a friend was like, yeah, she's been on Tinder for a couple of weeks and going on dates all the time. So here I am sharing my information on my experiences with Tinder and she's not sharing any. And when you know that you're a friend and your friend is sharing in this kind of similar experience, normally you kind of say, yeah, I've done that or yeah, I haven't done that. So if they, number eight is lie, but number nine is hide and hiding and lying for me are the exact same. When you omit and when you lie, it's the exact same. So just take care about these situations where you're giving 100% of information. They always want to know your business, but they never give you any information. Or the information they give you is a lie. And number 10, they try to be your doppelganger. So there was a story, I think it's called Vampire Diaries. It was a TV show. And in this TV show, they had this person that looked exactly like this girl. And this person was a doppelganger. So this person tries to assume your life and they will try to consume it little by little. And I'll explain to you how they do that. But, well, I'll give you a concrete example. I had a party or someone said that they wanted to have a barbecue. And I was like, oh, sure, you want to have a barbecue? That sounds awesome. Can I bring friends? Yeah, you can bring friends, no problem. I'm going to invite a few friends too. Oh, okay, great. When I looked at the invitation list, Every single person on the invitation list was my friend. No one on the list was her friend. And I was like, this is strange, right? Like, if you're having a barbecue, then my friend should be the minority and your friend should be the majority, but you have no friends. So therefore, if you have no friends and all my friends, it's like I'm having a barbecue, but I'm not having a barbecue. I don't want to have a barbecue. So in fact, what I realized was that she was taking or trying to take my friends as hers. And when she spoke about them, she was like, yeah, I invited a few of my friends. Mm. Where are your friends? The other thing that was really critical or funny about that was that when I told her some of my friends couldn't make it, she got angry and was like, oh, I've already invited them. They've already confirmed. Ah, oh, wait, hold on a second. My friends confirmed to go to your crappy party because it's my friend. She's coming to see me, not you. And so if I decide that we're going to do something else, or if we decide we're going to do something else, I don't have to explain that to you because she's not your friend. <laughs> like, you know, so what I would say about to you is be careful of the doppelgangers, the people who are like, yeah, I've got so much going on in my life. But then when you have a party where they say that they want to have a party, everyone on the invitation list is your friend. Hmm. 
Do they not have any friends? The question is why? Because they are a frenemy. So I wanted to give you guys some examples of people in my life that I found out were frenemies. And I won't give them in any order in time in terms of my life because you never know who's listening. But I will give you guys some stories. So and I might change a little bit of the stories so that this way, you know, just to keep the person's privacy. So number one, when I was really young, I had a friend and this friend, um, well, as women, I think we always struggle with our weight, but I was definitely struggling with my weight. And I had a friend that was also struggling with her weight and she would come over to my house and we wore different size clothes, but she would convince herself that we wore the exact same clothes. We would go out and um she would like a guy but the guy would like me and when I was young like most of my friends chase guys and I never chase guys because I was like I don't have time for that I don't want to be pregnant I don't want I don't need to have a boyfriend I need to make this money that I need to make in my pocket and I need to get an education and having worked since I was 12 well I mean okay so I was a little bit of a mini entrepreneur when I was like five but having worked since I was 12 making, I think my first job, I made $200 a week. I was all about my money. And so when all my girlfriends were all about their boyfriends and looking cute and buying perfume, I was like to my mom, please buy me everything that's unattractive because these guys will not add any more money in my pocket. So I'm not caring about them. I had a friend and she would try to take the guys that liked me that didn't like her or she would take them a sloppy second. So if we broke up or if I stopped talking to them, all of a sudden one day she would tell me she's talking to them. She would come over my house and purposely try to squeeze into my clothes and she didn't fit. She would lie and be deceitful. So one day um, I realized that she was a friend of me and I cut her off. And the reason I realized she was a friend of me is that she went to the bank. She created um, a pass that passport a driver's license for me she created a social security for me she created a a check for me she created a new bank account she was single-handedly trying to steal about thirty thousand dollars for me and that was the first time in my life that i realized what a friend of me was second person um so this person I met again in school, and when I met them, they had no friends. And every time I met their classmates, their classmates were like, you know, you should really change your attitude because people don't like you. And like, you know, if you keep going, then no one will be your friend. And I was like, okay, well, maybe people just don't like you in your class. That's not your life. Like, that's not my life. Okay, no problem. But as time went on, every time we went out, it was always my friends. And every time we did something, it was always my friends. And so slowly she started to make friends, but she only made friends from places and environments that I introduced her to. And one day we were sitting in a bar and she was like, you know what? People just don't like the way you talk to them. And I was like, ah, okay, I get it. Friend of me, you've decided that you're better than me now that you have friends from a network that I created for you because you had no friends. Two, you've also decided that you're going to tell me how I should live. And every time I met someone that knew you, they told you that people don't like you. Whereas for me, I mean, since I've been a baby, it's been easy for me to make friends. So I'm a little bit confused. Yeah, for sure. If there are 100 people, five of them might not like me. I'm okay with those odds. 
it's cool because everyone's not going to love me, but I don't get to travel around the world. I don't get to live the life that I've lived if I can't make friends, if people don't like me. So really and truly, you are the one spending your time alone, and I have an exhaustive list of friends. So mm, don't bring your problems to me, you know? So then I'm going to move on to the next friend. So this was a friend that would come over to my house, <laughs> observe everything that was happening in my life. I mean, everything that was happening in my life. How do you do this? And how do you do that? And how do you do this? And where do you do that? And can you tell me where this is? I mean, even if I open up my email, they would lean over and read my emails. They were slowly trying to be my doppelganger. And I realized this and I just stopped sharing with them. I stopped telling them information. And the final friend is I was going on vacation or I was planning to go on vacation. I had a friend that thought we should go on vacation together with a group of friends. And I was like, oh, sure, let's do that. And again, the same situation where we were like, yeah, let's invite friends. And when I looked at the invitation list, there were 10 people and those 10 people were all my friends. So the biggest challenge in finding or identifying a frenemy is that they pretend like they're your friend, but you have to pay attention to small, significant things like jealousy, like trying to duplicate your life, like them trying to be with your partner. So getting to how do you spot them? Number one, they have no friends. A frenemy is a person that has no friends. Two, they blame everyone for every every problem in their life. They never take accountability for the things that happen in their life. Three, they share nothing about themselves but always have questions to ask you. Four, every time you introduce them to someone else, they rush to take their social contacts. So, hey, this is my friend John. Okay, John, do you have Facebook? Do you have Snapchat? Do you have this? Do you have that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. If you can make your own friends, you're not so worried about making friends with your friends friends like you're cool with hanging out with them and after three or four times you connect you share you share a message unless it's some really powerful connection but you're not every time I introduce you to a friend stopping and adding them to your Facebook so then you look at mutual friends it's like 999 and then they have one friend that's not your friend number five which is the challenge that I'm going to put to you guys is have a party if you want to know who your frenemies are have a party Tell them that you are asking everyone to invite a few friends to this party. Tell them they need to give you the list of the friends that they want to invite to the party. If on that list includes nothing but your friends, you have a friend of me and you should run. So why is this important? Usually I put the why at the front, but I want to put this at the end because they will harm you, whether that's physically, mentally, or emotionally. They will steal from you, whether that's physically, mentally, or emotionally. They will tell all your secrets at no cost. So not even to get something valuable, they'll just tell your secrets just because they want to hurt you. They will try to steal your friends or try to become your partner's partner, intimately or not. And they add no value to your life. Like if you wanna live a life of intentionality, the best thing you could do for yourself is to have, even if it's one genuine friend, and to get rid of your frenemies, it's the best thing you can do. And every time I spot or even smell a frenemy, I immediately execute them out of my life. And it's funny now because I laugh about it. But when I was a little girl, my mom would be like, oh, my daughter, she changes her friends like she changes her underwear. But I didn't. I kept my friends that I loved. 
like how you keep, I don't know, your money in the bank. But the ones that I realized were frenemies, oh, I had no problem letting them go. No problem letting them go. And so I would say to you that if you spot, you you do this challenge, so you take this challenge in the next 30 days, you decide that you're going to have a barbecue or a party or whatever. You invite only the people who you think might be your frenemies. You don't need to invite your real friends, right? Because your real friends are your real friends and you know this. But if you have an inkling that they might be your frenemy, you tell them that, hey, I'm going to invite some friends. Could you invite some friends too? Ask them for that list. And if on that list you see only your friends and they justify it when you ask them about it, like, oh, yeah, I've just invited some of my friends. And you're like, oh, these are all my friends. You found your frenemy. So some tips. Just before I go, I wanted to give you guys some tips. So now I'm learning French. And before this tip, I took French classes at a French institution. I paid 600 euro per month. Worthless. I took French classes at my university while I was getting my MBA and my master's in HR. Worthless. The thing, I live uh, or have a French boyfriend and... Though he's very cute, it's not helping me. The thing that has helped me to learn French is Babbel. Babbel is not giving me any money for this, but I love Babbel. For 40 euros a month, no, 40 euros a year, I have learned so much French. And so if you want to learn a foreign language or if your grammar sucks in English, you can download Babbel for free. But I would recommend investing the $40 in yourself because investing in yourself pays you forward much later on in your life. And after I can finally conquer French, I'm hoping that I should be able to conquer either Arabic, Chinese, or German, All right? Because these are the, the languages uh, that are moving the world and moving the world's money. And I would add Spanish, but in general, my sister's Spanish. And since I've not learned a lick of Spanish and I've lived in a Spanish environment for most of my childhood, I think I should give up. The other thing is juicing. So I don't know if you juice or I don't know if you've tried to juice, but juicing is awesome. And it's a way to get in tons of vegetables that you can't normally eat. So for this month, I'm juicing every day. Um, and I will continue to juice before sometimes life happens and you forget about yourself. You forget about the things you love. So I'm back to juicing. And on the website, I will share some recipes about juicing. And it's quite simple. It's quite cheap. So a recipe for you guys is one carrot, one celery, one ginger, well, a piece of ginger. Um, I would say about two handfuls of uh, spinach. I will never give you cups because I'm a very touchy-feely creative. I'm not the type of person that measures things. And so if you're a measurer, I'm sorry for that. Just drop one carrot in, break a piece of celery, drop, break a piece of ginger, Take two handfuls of spinach and half an apple and throw that in the blender and blend it up and you will have an awesome uh, juice that you can drink with a meal, you can drink in between meals. And finally, The Minimalist Podcast is finally available around the world for free. And well, not really for free, but if you have Netflix, and so I have Netflix, so I watched it last night. It was 118 minutes of goodness. So please check out The Minimalist Documentary, which is really awesome. And I think that's about it. So just to wrap up, remember that not all people in your life are created equally and you do have frenemies even if you think you don't. To identify your frenemies, I encourage you to take this 30-day challenge and in 
one day out of these 30 days, stop, have a party, invite your frenemies, and you will be able to see the difference of what I'm saying. The difference of what I'm saying. You'll be able to see the characteristics that I pointed out. And when you identify these frenemies, immediately cut them out of your life. So I'm Harlem. This is Human Architects, where your development is yours and no one else's. I'm signing out from France. I don't know what it's like for you guys, but my Sunday's not really so pretty. It's a little bit cloudy and rainy. I encourage you to check out the Facebook group because I post cool tips, um, sometimes some jobs if I like them, some recipes, and anything else that I need to update. You can check out the blog, which is realhumanarchitects.com. You can also check out the podcast. Well, you're already on the podcast, so you can check out the other episodes of the podcast if you haven't already. And I will see you next time. Have a good one. Have a good Sunday because awesome people deserve awesome Sundays. Ah, yeah, before I go, I'm sorry about this. Episode 10 will be on how I became a minimalist and episode 11 will be about how, well, I guess call, I guess I call it mental constipation and <laughs> how if your mind isn't clear, you can produce and do nothing to the best of your capacity. So now I'm really done. I will see you guys next time. Uh, thanks for tuning in again to Human Architects. I'm Harlem, your host, and your development is yours and no one else's.